I figured that there were probably two questions running through the congregation this morning. For those of you who look at the lectionary each week, you may have noticed that the full gospel passage for this week is not being read, just part of it. Of course, for most of you, is the second question is, what is he doing up there? <laughs> well, I can't answer the second question. That's up to Will. But I can't answer the first one. You see, last year I was getting ready to give the message in the well, and Johnny Tanner told me that my sermon ought to be like his snooze button, nine minutes. Well, don't get too excited. This is a little longer than nine minutes. But in deference to Johnny, I decided that we would look at just a portion of the gospel passage for today. But before I read God's word, I want to tell you a little story. And I want you to keep the story in mind when we do hear from Luke. See, an American tourist approached a fisherman in a tiny Greek village, and he complimented him on the nice few fish that he had with him. And he asked him how long it had taken to catch those fish. The fisherman said, oh, just a few minutes. Well, why didn't he stay out longer and catch more fish? The fisherman replied that his catch was more than sufficient for his family. The tourist said, well, then how do you spend your day? The fisherman said, well, I sleep late most mornings. Then I catch a few fish, I play with my children, take a walk with my wife, maybe take a nap. Late afternoon, I go up to the town square. I hang out with my friends. We eat a little, drink a little, watch the stars move across the sky. Tour said, well, see, I have an MBA from a big university, and I think I can help you. What you need to do is fish longer. Catch more fish that you can sell. You can buy a bigger boat. Then you can buy more boats. Then you'll have a fleet of boats, and you can cut out the middleman and sell directly to the processor. Then you can buy the processor and then buy the distributor. See, then you'll control the product from the sea to the table. You'll be very successful. You can move to the big city, Athens, or even New York. Fisherman said, okay, but how long is this going to take? Tourist said, well, you know, 20, 25 years. But then what, asked Fisherman? Tourist said, well, that's when it really gets fun because you take your company public and you make a million dollars. Fisherman goes, okay, but then what? Well, that's where it gets to where you can retire. You can afford to move to a tiny village. You can sleep late, catch a few fish, play with your grandchildren. Let's hear from Luke. We're hearing today from Luke 12, verses 32 through 34. In Luke 12, Jesus is teaching his disciples. He tells them, Don't be afraid, little flock, because your Father delights in giving you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. Make for yourselves wallets that don't wear out. A treasure in heaven that never runs out. No thief comes near there, and no moth destroys. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be too. This is the word of the Lord. You know, when we were in grade school, we learned about future tense. I'm here today to talk about tense future. It's the way we think. 
We're always worked up, worried about the future. That's not the way Jesus thinks. Jesus talks about the here and now. Your Father delights in giving you the kingdom. When? Tomorrow? No, I don't think God dangles the kingdom out there like a carrot on a stick. Always just out of reach. Always tomorrow. Always future tense in a tense future. No, the implied timeline, I think, is no timeline. Jesus doesn't say anything about time. Does God delight to give you the kingdom today, tomorrow, a thousand years from now? I think the implied answer is yes, yes, and yes. Yes to all of the above. See, I think Luke 12, verse 32 is one of the most soothing but at the same time, exciting passages in the Bible. I'd like for all of them to close your eyes. Take in a deep breath. And slowly let it out while you hear Jesus say, Do not be afraid, little flock, because your Father delights in giving you the kingdom. God calls us his little flock, and he tells us not to be afraid. Now, in the concordance I consulted getting ready for this, it says God tells us not to be afraid 22 times in the Bible. Afraid of what? Well, for most of us, it's that future, that tense future. We all have our fears, but if you think about it, they're all about the future. Will my health hold up? What if I lose my job? Do I have enough for retirement? Will I do good in school this semester? You know, if I don't go to the meeting, will they talk about me? If I go to the meeting when it's over, will they talk about me? It's that future tense about a tense future. And we all have ways of dealing with this fear, this anxiety. But all of those ways are a form of accumulation. See, the more we accumulate, we think the less we'll fear. Now, this might be accumulating materially, such as possessions or money, but it might be accumulating through excess, excessive work, excessive play, maybe excessive alcohol, excessive pride, but all of it is a form of accumulation. Now, I know what you're going to say. We don't get rid of fear when we accumulate. No, the reality is the more we accumulate, the more we fear. In other words, we accumulate fear. But Jesus tells us to let go of our need to accumulate. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. Make wallets for yourselves that do not wear out. A treasure in heaven. No thief can take it. No moth can destroy it. God knows our heart. And God knows that where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. Now the rest of today's gospel passage that I did not read are verses 35 through 40. That's where Jesus is talking about getting ready. Getting rid of your anxiety so you can be light on your feet. Not weighed down by what you have or don't have in this world. Ready to respond when Jesus calls on you. So, when Jesus calls on me, and I have a lot of stuff, 
Am I in trouble? Well, maybe. If I'm too busy texting on my smartphone to notice the second coming, that could be a problem. Do not be afraid. See, when that phrase is pronounced in the Bible those 22 times, it's almost always a prelude to announcing God's mighty and saving grace. I mean, already early in Luke, we saw Mary and the shepherds told not to be afraid, and then the angel announces God's mighty and saving grace, the Messiah. So here in Luke 12, that Messiah, Jesus, tells us not to be afraid. And then he announces, it is God's good pleasure, his intent, his plan, his delight to give you the kingdom. So if you accept this grace from God, then you can indeed resist the seduction of accumulation, not fall prey to constant anxiety about worldly needs. You can share your wealth. You can share your blessings. And you can be light on your feet, eagerly expecting Jesus to call on you. See, without fear-driven desire for possession, we can then begin to imagine and also accumulate the real treasure. Concern and love for those in need. A growing desire to be closer to God. A desire to be more holy. That's a real treasure. And it's where it will not wear out. Nobody can take it, and nothing can destroy it. Now, one way we can grow that desire and become more holy is to study about God and his word. Someone once told me here at Central that I should have been a theologian. I said, I am a theologian. Theology is the study of the divine. We are all theologians. So how do you build that treasure in heaven? Let me ask this. Would you commit... 45 minutes a day and one and a half hours on Tuesday or Wednesday each week for about 30 weeks to deposit a large amount of money in your bank account. How much more are you willing to have that same commitment to gain holy treasure, to deposit a large amount in your heavenly account? See, here at Central, we have a plethora, just a fancy word for a bunch, but it sounds better. We have a plethora of long-term Bible studies starting in September. We have Disciples 1. We have Fast Track Disciples 1. That's Johnny and Hank teaching Disciple 1 on energy drinks. We have Christian Believer. And we have Jesus in the Gospel. So you can make that long-term commitment, daily time spent to grow in your knowledge of God and His Word. Or you could commit to a short-term study. You can certainly commit to spend more time at home reading Scripture and in prayer. And you can commit to mission work locally or far away. You can help build a bed for a child, help put a roof on a dilapidated house. You can work at the manor house. All of this accumulates a treasure that will not wear out. See, one of the greatest gifts of the church is communion because it says we are all seated around this common table. We all share in God's grace. And unlike our worldly accumulation, his grace has no expiration date. I invite you to join me at the table.
Leave your anxiety outside. It is God's great delight. It's his great pleasure to give us the kingdom. When? What's wrong with today? 